0: Digital Jesus, episode two, 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 two. Well, hello, my friends. So happy to have you back. So happy you're here. I was doing a little thinking about our friend Digital Jesus yesterday. Ran into some guys on my route. If you're listening, thanks for tuning in. Let me know if you guys ever. This goes out to everybody. Reach out to me if you want to be on the podcast. If you want to do a little interview? Just reach out. You can. Get my email at G E O R G E P M O N T Y at gmail. Send me a note. So I was thinking more about this digital Jesus, and it made me crack open the good book and dig into Genesis a little bit. If you remember yesterday, I spoke a little bit about how the internet is. Very similar, in a lot of ways, to omnipotent powers. Does that make sense? Like, the idea or manifestation of God is everywhere and all-knowing. So is the internet. The internet is always on. It seems to be all-knowing. Or it at least seems to have an opinion on everything. And it didn't take me very long to just start finding some interesting similarities. Let me just begin with, everyone knows Genesis about Adam and Eve. Let me read one quick passage from you for you. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. We all know the story. That beautiful, seductive woman Eve. I bet you she was beautiful. Don't you think? Hansel, Adam and Apple. Boom, takes a bite. Now think about that for a minute. He takes a bite out of an apple. What is the logo for apple? Well, it is in fact that bite out of it. Apple is pretending to be the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. How, how can that fall into well it's funny I say the word fall the fall of man eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil does that mean that apple is the tree of knowledge that's what they want you to think however it seems more realistic to me or maybe more abstract, that the internet is the knowledge of good and evil. Or it can be the knowledge of good and evil. Think about the way it's being splintered. I know many of you have seen that documentary, The Social Dilemma. However, it's not imperative that you've seen it to understand that The echo chamber that is the internet is creating quite a bit of good and evil. And depending on where you live in the world, you may see my good as evil and I may see your evil as good. I think what the Bible is telling us there is that you should judge not. You don't have enough information to judge. And that's the exact same principle we should be applying to the internet. We're using the internet as a judge and a jury. The fact is there's too much information for us to judge. And if there's too much information for us to judge, there could, there could not be an artificial intelligence that could judge either, because the artificial intelligence is in fact programmed by man. Another interesting part, I think, is, remember when Jesus went into the temple, and flipped over the money changers' tables, like, get out of my dad's house, you vipers. It seems to me that that's what the internet is doing, too, a.k.a. digital Jesus. He has gone into the new temple, which is an interesting fact. Let me just birdwalk for a moment and go off on a quick tangent. You can tell who is the most powerful structure in a society by the buildings. If you remember, it was in the beginning it was the castle. That was the biggest building or infrastructure in the primitive times, dark ages. And then you had The temple, the church, that became the biggest. And then today, in our world, you see the banking institution. You see the commercial properties. So you could argue that it was the divine right of kings to rule. Then in fact, that power went to the priestly class. And now we have a new divine right, and that is the international bankers, Wall Street. Our God is printed on our money. And so the halls of the temple now would be Wall Street. The halls of the temple now would be the Bank of International Settlements. And digital Jesus rolls in there with his bitcoin or his digital currency and just flips over all these tables and there's chaos. And these vipers, these heathens, that have been putting their knee on the neck of the working people are now in danger, running for their lives because their currency, their tools they've used to manipulate the planet no longer sharp the dual the dull blade of currency is no longer able to cut to the bone digital jesus has come and flipped that table over in a way perhaps this is our opportunity for freedom And what are we doing with it? We're fighting amongst ourselves. Perhaps this time of chaos, this time of instability, where Europe is a museum, Japan is a nursing home, China is a jail, and our digital currency, it's an experiment. It's an experiment in our freedom. It's an experiment in what mankind is truly capable of. And it seems to me that we could be doing a lot better. It seems to me that we could be making choices that will affect our individual lives instead of being on the internet trying to create laws to govern a nation. Not only can our lawmakers not do that, but the individual you and I All we're doing is spinning our wheels when we utilize our brain in that manner. I listened to some gentlemen on a podcast the other night, and it was these unbelievably intelligent men from Silicon Valley. And some of them had some great ideas, and some of them not so great ideas. However, they were talking about taking responsibility for the nation through business. Making laws that government can't make and while they had some phenomenal ideas, it was, it was beautiful, but also a little disheartening in that the men getting together were truly passionate about what they were doing, but the egos they had on them were incredible incredible talking about I give a million dollars now pretty soon I'm going to give 50 million dollars these people need to answer to me like this guy thought he was digital Jesus and how can he be digital Jesus when I'm digital Jesus I'm just kidding no one institution no one group is going to be able to solve any of the problems it did kind of open up my eyes a little bit at least into understanding that It is a global problem. Because it's a global problem, it's difficult for people who are in their own restricted areas to have empathy with other people. One thing that this gentleman said, the same gentleman that currently gave a million dollars to the DNC and was planning on giving 50 million as he grew older, was that he genuinely cared about the rest of the people in the country and that the money he's giving to the DNC, the money he's giving to the government is not being used wisely or he's being lied to about what's really happening. And so I think a good mental exercise that everybody can try to do is the one I'm trying to do. And hear me out. Let me know what you think. If you, let's say you were born in India and you moved to Canada and then you made it to the U.S. and you started a tech company and you became a multi-millionaire. Your idea of the world. Is 180 degrees different. Than a man who was born in Indiana. Whose great grandfather. Whose grandfather and father all served in the military. All of them have gone overseas. Fought battles and spilled blood. For a country. That while is the exact same that the Indian tech startup guru lives in, is also incredibly different. It brings up the question of values, morality, ideals, How do you have both of those coexist? One group says, listen, we need to open up the border so more people like me can come in here into this beautiful country and help it prosper. And another group is, wait a minute, I went overseas and helped build a democracy over there so those people could have a better country. And now I come home and... There's no opportunities for me. I know that the answer is not to say that the person who went overseas is an uneducated piece of shit. I also know that the answer is the person that came here and built a company is not some liberal faggot. It seems to me like, wh- why does it matter what the guy in Indiana wants to do? Why is that any business of the people on the coast? And vice versa. Why does a guy in the middle of America care at all about what happens on the coastline? Neither one of their tax money is going to help either of them. Maybe that's not true. The tax money goes to the multinational corporations. And right now, those would be the big tech industries. Google pays no taxes. Amazon pays no taxes. Tesla pays no taxes. And when I say no, that's probably not accurate. They probably are paying taxes, however they're getting, let me talk about what I know, I know Amazon when it moves into a place gets subsidies, and that their tax bracket is very low compared to what they make so it seems to come down to an idea of how to split the revenue from the country and by revenue I mean taxes Why don't the people just vote on where the tax money goes? I think that you would have a lot of interstate, cross-cultural agreement on where that money should go. I think we could agree that that money should probably go to pay off student loans. That money should go to a social safety net. That money should go to infrastructure. So why doesn't it go to infrastructure? Why doesn't it go to pay off student loans? I think here is where we begin to see complexity come into play. On infrastructure, the means in which to acquire the land or the means to acquire the rights to move forward on infrastructure are so cumbersome that it costs more money to try to get the rights to do it to undo or put in place regulations to do it right we just can't agree on therefore nothing gets done or a lot of money gets spent trying to do things and then nothing gets done A lot of intelligent people know this, so rather than spend the money trying, they put the money somewhere else where it can potentially have the ability to grow in value and kind of saving it for a rainy day, investing it in whatever it is they think is going to be the next Apple or the next source that could 10 times itself. If that's the case then the path we're on will be the path we remain on until we fix the monetary system. Until the monetary system can become a system of value instead of a system of prices. Until everyone can agree that the efficient market theory is complete bullshit, then we'll never move forward. As long as people can just take money from A and park it in B without doing any labor, then our world will continue to deteriorate. <clears throat> will continue to deteriorate. As long as there are derivatives, as long as there are ways for people to speculate and call it investing, we can't move forward. I had an idea to, I I think the only way out of this is language. The only way out of this is for us to truly Change the way we see the world and the only way we can change the way we see the world is by Having a new linguistic pathway We have to communicate more effectively and efficiently we can't interchange price and value. They're not the same thing Who provides more value the CEO of a giant tech industry or the farmer well, if you looked at our economic system, you would say that the farmer is a piece of dog shit and the CEO is Jesus. As long as there is this discrepancy between who provides more value, we need to better, you see what I mean? Like that term is not the right term. It's an antiquated term. And that's why we're living in this antiquated world. I feel like we're just on the cusp of just breaking through into this brand new world. On a side note, you want to hear something crazy? How about this? Think about people who die. What do they always say? You got to go into the light. You got to go into the light. I heard a... I'm going to butcher this, but I heard a a myth one time about this this moth and he's doing what moths do in the day or whatever he's sleeping and then at night he scurries off until he finds like this beautiful blue light and he flies up to the light and he can't the blue light is embodied by a metal frame with small little holes and the moth is violently jamming itself up against the black post that surrounds the blue light he can see the blue light and he can mash his little wings up to the black screen that encases that light but he can't get to the light but he keeps trying like violently and he He's violently trying to become one with the light. He has this overwhelming feeling of just like, I gotta get to this light. And the sun comes up and he goes back and talks to his friends and he tells them this story, like, oh gosh, I saw the blue light, I got so close and I kept trying to become one with this light and I, I just, I couldn't get there. And His friends are like, oh yeah, you know, you, you were as close as you can get to the spirit without breaking through. And he's like, well, how can I just break? What if I break through and I become one with the light? And they're like, no one ever comes back from that. Once you go into the light, you don't come back. And so the next night, the moth flies out and he goes back to that spot and he's violently ramming his little frothy, hairy body up against this blue light. But just the screen of it. And he he notices like a little hole that's bigger than the other ones. And he starts working at the hole, working at it. And he finally gets it big enough And he pulls back his wings and he flies back and he goes full speed, whoosh, boom, right into the light. And he's gone. Zip, zip. Never comes back. Like a moth drawn to the light to get to the other side. Like people who tell stories of dying and coming back, they went into the light. Imagine... Anyone who's seen their child born, when their child comes into this world, their eyes are just like, oh my gosh, they can't even see because it's so bright. They're going into the light. They're being born into the light. Have you looked at the sun lately? How long can you stare at the sun? Not long, right? Not long. Your eyes will burn. You're not ready kind of feel like we need to go through the sun. Like we're getting ready to be born. Our ideas of what this planet is, our ideas of language, we don't know anything. We think we know, but we don't. And I feel like we're about to have this rebirth. Like we're about to be born born into this new understanding, this new consciousness. I think the sun is an opening and that we are an organism that's about to be born. All of us, we're like the cells of an organism, all the different races, all the different cultures. We are part of this body, this planet, this organism, this conscious being, and the sun is the opening in which we must go through. (laughs) I bet you didn't see that coming. I didn't either. But I think it's true. I'm getting way out on the access to the abstract right now. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I love you guys. Aloha. Aloha everyone.